You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. everyone. Thanks for joining us for Catholic Chicago. I'm Vince Gersoli from the communications team here at the Archdiocese of Chicago. And we want to thank each and every one of you for joining us on our YouTube stream this morning, as well as on 750 WNDZ. Uh, It is our first broadcast of the new year. So uh, we hope your new year is off to a good start already. Ours is just seeing everyone's faces reunited here in the communications team this morning. And uh, it's also off to kind of a chilly start. We've we've had... um, uh, in in the Chicago area, kind of sort of a, a mild winter, but uh, wow, we're feeling the the, the wrath of uh, cold is coming in this week. We're going to get down to, I think one night we're dipping down to two degrees. I think that's on Friday. We might only have a, a high of 15 degrees, but uh, we are here hopefully to uh, warm your hearts and help you welcome in uh, the new year. Uh, we take time every few weeks to talk about the latest edition of Chicago Catholic, and to help us do that today and each and every other uh, Tuesday is uh, the editor of Chicago Catholic, Joyce Dariga. Good morning, Joyce. How are you? Well, Vince, thanks. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. You know, we're talking about we're going to be talking about the year in review, which is a, a big part of your latest issue. But I want to do just the holidays in review. Did you have a nice holiday? Were you able to celebrate with friends and family? It was quiet, but you know, it's relaxing. So, thank you. I heard you said your kids came in from out of town. That's right. You know, we're empty nesters now, and I just can't stand it. I'll be I'll be truthful with you. But it was great to have them around, and uh, we, you know, everybody partakes in you know foods that mean something for their holidays. So, my house it's lasagna, and then this this Italian sweetbread called panettone. How about at, at your house? Do you have any special foods or? Uh, no, we just kind of do the traditional. You know the. Um, we did a ham on New Year's and then, or New Year's Day, and then we went to some friends on, I live with my sister, so we went to some friends on Christmas Eve. So, yes. just binged movies on um, Christmas Day. <laughs> well, if it weren't for the, you know, and uh, sometimes people forget that uh, people on our staff, people like yourself, work over the holidays and they help us keep connected with the activities throughout the Archdiocese uh, that are going on. It, it really one of the busiest times of the year for us at the Archdiocese uh, at Christmas. And uh, we thank you, Joyce, for all the work you do. We're going to take a look back at the year that was, even though it's now 2022. So as you, as you know, as, as a journalist, as you sit back and you evaluate 2021, I, was it a more eventful year than most? Or, you know, is COVID kind of sort of woven just about in and out of everything that we're doing? You know, I was looking back at the coverage from last year, and yeah, I mean, I feel like we've been in this COVID thing for, I mean, everybody does. We've been in it for so, so long. And just looking back and realizing, 
Yeah, COVID's everywhere, right? We started off with the vaccinations and then getting the word out to the Catholic community about vaccinations and then getting teachers vaccinated and then going through all the, the different steps of, you know, how to celebrate Holy Week again with um, uh, COVID and and precautions you know, in drive. place. There were all these mm-hmm. highs and lows. There were these moments when we were saying, you know, wow, this might be a breakthrough moment. We've got vaccinations. Uh, we've, we, you know, it was about a, a year ago that uh, Pope uh, Pope Francis and and retired Pope Benedict were both getting their vaccines and encouraging the rest of us to do so for the good of everyone. And and then there was this momentum building that that oh, you know, we might be able to get back. I think it was over the summer we were able to encourage mm-hmm. everyone to come back to back to mass and then now we're really you know sort of some of us don't know which way to look sometimes when we hear the, right. the headlines about omicron and um that that really has impacted so many ways we we celebrate um our faith and also uh, many of the ways that we reach out to the communities that uh, that we serve and the exciting thing was when things started to open back up right because the year before we were covering everything that was shut down and um so this year, the, the high school started back with in-person graduations. They would do them outside, or colleges did it that way. And just, um, so that got exciting, to be sure. Um, you know, and the, the thing that's been, for me, throughout this whole pandemic is how clever and creative some of our parishes and schools and Catholic ministries have been to respond um, and to keep going during the pandemic right you know we have a couple parishes who've done the uh, car masses and they're some of them are starting them back up again because of uh the the spike in the omicron Um, concerns yeah mm -hmm. you know and then we know of a dre who when things shut down she went and visited every one of her students you know director of religious education and delivered their packets and made sure, you know, just checked on them, let them know that the family, that the parish was still there for them, you know, and um, some parishes got creative with outdoor ways of the cross, you know, like during, um, during COVID um, there were, and they would do, you could, some of them could have them, had them where you did them on your own and just watching the community go, go together. So it was, that was kind of a high point, I think, for us seeing all that during COVID. There was an, I mean, in, in spite of the frustrations for, for, for most people, there was an energy, a, a sort of how can we get this done? What can we do? I'm, I'm just going to take you back to a second. You were talking about graduation. And so people couldn't get together in the traditional ways at our high schools the, the way they typically did and in our, in our elementary schools for, for graduation. And so the schools found, found innovative ways that they could get together with, with their family communities and mark these milestones. Yeah, and even some of our high schools, you know, picking up your cap and gown is a big deal. So they made these processions um, where the kids had time or time, certain times where they could come and get their cap and gown and sort of a drive-by procession and the cars would be decorated. And same thing with the, like the eighth grade students who were graduating, there'd be these car processions and, and things like that. So yeah, it's real fun to see. You know, people are still trying to get out and be with each other because we need it. One of the, the stories that uh, went beyond your pages and, and stretched nationally was how well our Catholic schools did here in the city of Chicago uh, with their test scores, even though they were challenged by COVID-19. Yeah, and I really think that that has to do a lot with, yeah, we should be really proud of it and how well our 
our teachers mobilized and how much support I think the Office for Catholic Schools gave um, the uh, the schools too. So, yeah, hats off to them. They did a great job. And not to mention we, we stayed open the whole time. You know, it wasn't like other schools who were in remote learning for a full year. You know, That's right. And we're not going to pretend it was easy. And we're not going to pretend That's there right. weren't any speed bumps because there were. But um, there, there were some goals that were set in place. And uh, cities throughout the nation were looking at how uh, our Catholic schools were, were getting students back in the classroom, keeping them in the classroom, keeping staff safe. And, and really, there's this whole mental component about you need to be in school to nurture nurture your mind, but you all, you also have to be in school to to stay healthy as well, to, not mm-hmm. just to, to stay emotionally healthy. And uh, our schools have been been doing their best to to keep families uh, in the I guess in the zone, making sure they're they're studying, but also that there's this you know this joy of learning. And and uh, that's one thing that as we look back on 2021, that uh, so many of our schools have been proud of. Not not that, like I said, Joyce, not that there haven't been other challenges. I, I, I think, yeah. you know, there's so much conversation uh, in the world today about global warming, uh, mm-hmm. climate change. Uh, we even talked about it at the top of this program, too, that we were seeing, you know, December was a pretty mild month. Uh, and we're seeing, you know, as we speak, there are problems with fires in Colorado. We're seeing storms hit parts of the country, that, that, uh, winter storms that don't usually get it. And I'm, I'm circling back here to uh, Pope Francis's message of laudato si, a, a way uh. to honor the earth. And uh, that really is, it isn't just something that the church focused on for a month. It, it is an ongoing effort to convince people and to uh, alert the world that we need to take care of our home, the earth. Right. And, you know, the one of the things the Archdiocese started for with Laudato Si was encouraging parishes and, and schools and such to put together these Laudato Si gardens with like native plants and maybe some vegetables and and things like that. A lot of parishes did have stuff. You know, we've got several parishes that have gardens where they um, raise the food, grow the food to donate to the food pantry, or they don't have a food pantry, a local food pantry. But the Archdiocese put in place um, sort of a a prayer service that they, and then they get um, a plaque so that it becomes like an official garden. And some have taken it in different roads, like one parish um, invited some folks from the Field Museum who are um, know about the native plants and stuff to help them uh, figure out ways to which plants to that are native and which ones that'll um, grow well and maybe invite birds and the the butterflies that the, like the monarch butterflies. But then at the end of the year, um, I'm not quite sure yet how this is going to play out because um, I haven't been on the platform. But the Vatican launched this action um, platform in November which is global and it's for parishes, dioceses, schools, universities, hospitals, or whatever. And so religious communities or schools and universities will sign on to the platform and it gives them some resources on how to commit to more of this stuff, caring for creation. But there's also, um, there's a local connection because there was a person at Loyola, a a professor at Loyola University who helped um, put together a national 
international actually framework for universities that they can use. So Chicago is always in the mix on all this stuff. That's right. I think we're. I think if if I remember from one of your articles, um, I think we're one of only nine um, dioceses in the in in the world who are sort of like on the the foundation uh, page for, for all of this. And you know, yeah, it's it's so that's neat. Yeah. And it, you know, yeah. and you can't just dismiss it like, oh, there's a garden at the church, and that's really going to save the world. But I mean, that's really how the seeds are planted, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. how how awareness is 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 born and nurtured, and how you know that you know just planting a small garden like that with uh, with native plants that that uh, might attract, like you said, the the monarch butterfly. Uh, th- that's a way of of tending to the earth, and that's really what Laudato Si is all about. I agree. And, you know, and it's a nice way for evangelization, right? People want to be outside and the gardens are pretty. And so it's a different way to evangelize, too. So there are different facets to all of that as well. Um, We are going to take a break right now, uh, but we're going to come right back and talk more about the year in review, even though it's it's Joyce, I was saying it's one four twenty two. Those numbers mean absolutely nothing, you know. Two two twenty two might be a fun day, but one four twenty two is a, a good day because we're talking with you, everyone. Please stay with us. We'll be back in just a bit, taking a look back at twenty twenty one as we take a look at the headlines from Chicago Catholic. charities we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year our six regional offices in Cook and Lake counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need we deliver meals to those who are homebound and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. We are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit, from servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supply bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the archdiocese, but it's very poor. We think about food and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. 
The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic Appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities has continued to respond to the needs of people who come to us for assistance. More than 850,000 meals and food parcels have been offered to those who are struggling with food insecurity. Over 108,000 homelessness prevention hotline calls have been answered. Over 22,000 people have received mental health services and $2 million in financial assistance has been provided to keep people housed. If you or someone you know needs assistance, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Welcome back, everybody, to Chicago Catholic Beyond the Headlines. Uh, we are taking a look back at the year that was 2021. But uh, before we do that, I want to can we get a shot inside the studio? Because I want to give a shout out to the folks who've been working um, so hard in the control room is what I really meant. I want to give a shout out to the folks. There's Javier waving uh, hello there. There's uh, Mike over at the main control board kind of looks like Starship Enterprise to me, but I'm a Star Trek fan anyway. But I really want to give a shout out to them, and Brian's not here in the office today, but they really worked so hard uh, to get so much of our programming on the air to pivot during um, the the COVID period because, you know, so much, we, we, we couldn't come together in person and we've now ha- had to come together virtually. We've created new programs. Uh, the stream you're seeing right now is a result of adapting to COVID. And uh, it wouldn't have been possible without the good works of these folks, and they work really hard. And, you know, the, the title of this program is Beyond the Headlines because we're talking about Chicago Catholic newspaper. Editor Joyce DeRiga is joining us today. And, Joyce, your folks have been busy as well as we take a look back at 2021. You have been, you know, at a time when most people were staying home and isolating, um, you were helping bringing the stories of the Archdiocese of Chicago uh, to a, the greater public. And... Uh, everyone on staff, on uh, all of our staffs, have been working very hard. And, um, you know, I, I don't mean to say a big round of applause to everybody, but I do mean to say a big round of applause to everyone. They've been doing a, a yeoman's work uh, these past uh, 18 months. Yeah, thank you. Because I know when we, um, when things shut down, I mean, we we went out. Yeah. So we were, you know, we were going to all, you know, so it, that's nice to hear. So thank you. And I think, I, you know, that's one of the special things I think about our ministry at the newspaper is because we were able to go out and while so we were still able to tell the good stories that were going on and people who were um, going out. So, for example, I did a story early on about um, people who were volunteering, like when things shut down, Catholics started going out saying, OK, where's the need? Who, who needs help, you know, we know a lot of people lost their jobs right away. So um, some of these pop-up food giveaways happened and just, it was just super inspiring. And I um, I think it was an honor to uh, be able to to share those stories when a lot of people weren't really getting into church and, and uh, things like that. 
And the need is doubled and tripled and quadrupled in some of these pantries that weren't the pop-up pantries, but we had some some already existing pantries. And then there was the need for these these pop-up pantries and and uh, yeah, pe- people throughout the, the arch. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, so initially there was, and then then all this aid came out right that um, from the government. But then what they're seeing now is in September all this pandemic aid expired. So the people on the and the margins, as we say, um, who maybe were getting more help in the summer and earlier this year um, that weren't coming to the pantries are coming back because, or are coming to more to Catholic charities and other places because they need those extra supports from the pandemic are now yeah, Because gone. one support went away and, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, our efforts are, are still there and uh, people are still working very hard. You know, I also want to say it was, to me, it was an emotional day. I, I was working um, side by side with the, uh, your staff one day um, when people were getting their vaccines for the first time. And mm-hmm. that was, that was just, um, I don't know, for me, that was one of the most emotional days because you could see the worry wash away from some people's faces, even though there was another vaccine to come. And then you had to, uh, you, you know, had to make sure wait two weeks for it to kick in. But uh, that was just, um, those were some rather emotional moments. You know, I wanted to talk about St. Teresa Parish in Palatine because they dedicated the new Holy Face of Holy Face of Jesus Eucharistic Adoration Chapel, and that really was a, a special moment this year here in the Archdiocese. Absolutely. It's beautiful. The um, And, you know, there's something that we know anecdotally is when parishes have uh, Eucharistic Adoration, like 24-hour Eucharistic Adoration, they tend to grow and they tend to um, bear fruit just because there's so many of their members are spending more time with Jesus and stuff. But it's a beautiful chapel, and they they raised, I think, about $100,000 to put it together, and Bishop Rob was there to um, one of our newer auxiliary bishops to dedicate the the um, the new chapel. So it's there 24 hours if anybody wants to go. It's good that you can log on to Chicago Catholic because you, because you can read back articles as well. And mm-hmm. as we look back at 2021, Joyce, can you help uh, explain, because a lot of folks— um, who are you know are, are not familiar with the synod process or or with this? Uh, uh, it's a two year um, uh, sort of period of time where um, Catholics are encouraged to come together. And you can read more about it in Chicago Catholic, but it was initiated this the, the process this past fall, I believe. Correct? Yeah. So um, so the the the. The Vatican has always had these synods of bishops, right? Maybe not always, but in in recent years, where bishops that represent the different continents and around the world come together on a certain topic. So um, there was one on the, the, I think, the role of the lady. There's one on the bot. There's been Pope Francis really likes them. So now there, he's called for one on synodality, which is a little bit hard to understand because it's sort of um, an academic. Anyway, it's a little bit. I'm still trying to work it all out and try to figure out. Well, you you and me too. But the 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 important thing is that um, it's going to conclude with a a big synod of bishops in Rome in 2023, and and this one is different too. Then and they they asked for more feedback from the people on the ground, so to speak. So there's a questionnaire you can go to Arch. Um, Chicago.org and you can fill out the. It's two about two questions. It essentially boils down to where do you see the Holy Spirit working in the world today and then working in your life. And then the bishops locally, so the diocese, archdiocese will gather these these responses. 
the Cardinal has asked his um, consultative bodies like the pastoral council, the presbyteral council, which is priests, um, the Hispanic council, the, anyway, to the men and women religious communities to really kind of spearhead the project. And then they'll pull together all those answers. They'll put together a report. That report will go to the national level where the national level will assemble all the ones from around the United States. And then that'll and then go send to the continental level. And then send it on yeah. to the Vatican. And then send it. So it should be an interesting process. We'll see, you know. It's so these new. are the Why first not? steps. If, if you hear talk about it in your local parish, that's what it's all about. You know, there are these milestone moments uh, to mark uh, in any community. And this year up at Mundelein, we're talking, it was the 100th anniversary up at mm-hmm. Mundelein this year. That was a big celebration. We even had uh, Cardinal Wilton Gregory come in. Um, and speak at the celebration. Right. You know, I didn't realize some people don't know we have a seminary, um, and it's a big seminary, and it educates people from, uh, you know, seminarians from all over the country. But, yeah, 100 years, it's beautiful. Um, it's up, obviously, in Mundelein. The town was Cardinal Mundelein established it. Um, and then there's actually a university up there now, and then the town took the name after Cardinal Mundelein. The town grew up around the 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 area. They're celebrating all year long. So um, we've been covering several things that have been going on. They're doing Eucharistic Holy Hours um, for to pray for vocations for the priesthood. They're having Bishop Barron come out to um, headline a dinner. They're having a big culmination celebration out there where people can come and be outdoors and there'll be a, a mass um, next year. So it's really it's a really neat piece of history for the Archdiocese. And um, it, it is exciting. And we have other two other anniversaries. So this year we celebrated the 25th anniversary of Cardinal Bernadine's death. So um, they arra- people arranged a um, reflection, night of reflection at the cathedral, looking on his legacy. And Cardinal Supich spoke and some other people who knew him spoke. Um, it's a, a legacy that's was, still very much alive. I think I was, yeah. you, you, you know, sometimes... you. You, things are kept alive when you read about them, but there were, you know, people who had firsthand memories and were impacted by uh, his ministry, and it, it still kept alive. So that was just a wonderful moment there. You know, it, we're coming up onto the end of the show, but I, I just wanted to ask you, Joyce, you know, for folks who are watching the stream, listening to us on 750 AM WNDZ, uh, how, do fo- how do you find your stories? And I'm sure it has something to do with people contacting you. But how do we find the stories that make their way into the pages of the newspaper? You know, uh, it's a lot of different ways. You know, um, we've been I've been doing this for over 20 some years and some of it's just instinctual. Sometimes people do send us stuff. Also, when we find stories, I know this doesn't make sense, but when we go to a parish, you know, maybe we're talking to some people and um we'll learn about four or five other things going on, or maybe at the other local parish. Um, We also, you know, we all sign up for a lot of the newsletters, watch things on social media. And then also one of the big sources is people talk to our photographer, Karen Calloway. She's out a lot. She is phenomenal. We we need to have her on here because she's just phenomenal. She's connected to everything. But uh, Joyce and Karen and the rest of the staff, they they really keep us connected here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. And uh, they're going to be busy working on the next edition coming up in two weeks. But today's edition is out there now. You can take a look back at the year that was 2021, uh, all the topics we're talking about today and a whole bunch of others. Joyce, thank you so much uh, for uh, helping put this all together today. Say hi to everybody else on the team.
Uh, and thank you so much for watching us on our YouTube stream and listening to us on 7.50 a.m. Uh, we hope that you'll be able to turn it. Remember, every morning at 8 o'clock, we've got original Catholic programming coming to you from the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm Vince Gersoli from the communications team. Thank you very much for joining us, and Happy New Year. <laughs>